0: It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings.
1: And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and wherever you get your podcast from, property, real estate and the housing market. Of course, we are talking about it seven days a week. And wow, it's another Friday with the weekend in sight. A short Week helps us get there faster. And coming up this morning, we are back talking to economist Asti Mariasmo. The start of 2023, as we all know, brought uncertainty into the market with the RBA increasing the cash rate for the 10th time in March. It affected mortgage repayments, particularly first-home buyers. However, the good news is that slower price growth is now apparent in many markets, including regional areas, making house prices more affordable and presenting some opportunities for both owner occupiers is and investors. Asti did a report on the top 10 affordable regional areas for 2023 by expanding their search beyond the metro and capital cities. And good morning, Asti. Interestingly, all the selected local government areas have a median house price of $600,000 or less, which is nearly 30% lower than Melbourne's and more than half of Sydney median house price back in December of 2022 so that really just sort of shows you some of the deductions where people can find some value
2: yes hi good morning thank you so much for having me on the show it definitely does show where else can people invest their money into and a lot of the times many people kind of get stuck on if you're in Brisbane or if you're in Sydney or if you're Melbourne then they get stuck on let's you know invest just in this area or in the area that they know or in the capital city that they know. This report really broadens out the search and highlights certain places in New South Wales or Queensland or Victoria or Tasmania that people might not have heard of or may not have considered but they have strong data fundamentals for investors.
1: All right. So we will find out more about that report. As Asti said, some areas that you might not have heard of before. So we'll talk about that next.
0: We unpack all the important stuff so you're better informed. Know your property with us on The Real Estate Podcast. It's time to go back to The Real Estate Vault for this week's property comment. What we're selling are luxury
2: products. For someone to buy a holiday house down the coast, that's a luxury item and it's the first thing people will stop buying when there's talk of an interest rate rise or an election or a war or a pandemic, anything. It's the first thing people will question whether or not they really want to extend themselves and go ahead and do that. So it was sort of towards the back end of last year that our open home numbers almost halved or more the number of registered bidders on property and the level of buyer inquiry on each property. We really saw that shift you know, that's when we really started to see,
0: okay, well, this
2: market's actually looking like it's coming off now.
0: The skyline is constantly changing, growing and expanding. We deliver the most property podcasts across Australia every week.
1: Well, you might have heard of this, an interesting story about a Sydney house from the 1990s, the case of Neville's Gap House. The property was located in the suburb of Seaforth, and it was named after the previous owner, Neville Rand, the former Premier of New South Wales. In fact, the house became infamous in the 1990s when it was discovered that the previous owner, Neville Rand, had buried a large amount of cash in, somewhere on the property well so the story goes and the exact location of the buried treasure was never revealed leading to a bit of a frenzy of speculation and rumor among the local residents and real estate agents in fact the story of the buried cash became so well known that the property was even listed and advertised as neville's gap treasure house But despite the mystery and intrigue surrounding the property, it eventually sold for a relatively modest price in the late 1990s. Well, it's a story that I didn't know, but it's a story that you might. If you're celebrating your birthday, happy birthday for April the 28th for 2023. You are sharing your birthday with Jessica Alba, the American actress. She's turning 41. And Penelope Cruz, once described as the most beautiful woman on the planet, is turning 48. And Jay Leno, the comedian, he's turning 73. It's the main
0: Centre Forecast.
1: And on our Friday, let's check on the weather in Sydney. Just one word for you, sunny. Great news, 25 is your forecast top. Melbourne showers to develop with 22. In Brisbane, cloudy with a chance of rain and 25 degrees. And look at that, it's back to blue skies and sunshine in Perth. And your temperature on this Friday expecting the mercury to get up to 21.
0: Don't let dinner prep time go to waste. Plug in your earbuds to listen to a world of powerful real estate news and information.
1: And we are back with Asti Marty asmo We're going to get to her report in just a moment. Uh, Asti, we are fast-tracking towards next Tuesday. Of course, the RBA's review is out. Now, of course, all eyes are on Tuesday. What do you think is likely to happen?
2: It is. Everyone's eyes is on Tuesday because it is going to be the first board meeting slash cash rate decision after the RBA's review and recommendations Has been published. So all eyes will be on the RBA next Tuesday, which is, you know, to be honest, not too far. Here up in Queensland, we've got Labor Day public holiday. This particular one will be of interest because one of the things that the RBA review did say was the recommendation is for the RBA to meet less. So at the moment, they meet every single month and there's 11 meetings um, in a year, one of the recommendations is for them to meet less, to reducing it to eight times so that we don't get too many shocks or we don't get too much uncertainty and there's more time for data to settle and for them to read the data better. There's also a recommendation for them to revise the healthy inflation target rate. At the moment, it's at 2 to 3% the recommendation is to lift that. But all of this definitely will be on everybody's eyes on whether they hold the cash rate. Um, Some people are thinking that they will because the inflation reading yesterday literally came out yesterday. Um, shows that Australia's inflation rate keeps on declining. The quarterly measure is at 7%. The monthly measure is at 63 which is definitely lower than previous months and previous years. So we're on that decline downwards trend at the moment. So there is prediction for it to stay stable, um, but then there is also a small percentage of economists who believe that they might increase it one more time just to make sure that we stay on that declining path.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's going to happen, Asti. I think it's going to remain. Now, on that note, the federal budget, of course, wow, that that is fast approaching. Coming up on the 9th of May, do you get a sense of what might be in the budget for buyers and investors? What do you reckon might actually come out?
0: Well, the
2: one thing that um, our Treasurer has promised is that this federal budget is one that will tackle cost of living. You know, I don't believe that there might be any direct kind of like policies or schemes that is new to buyers and investors. Um, there's a possibility that they might prolong the first home buyer grant or any of the schemes in relation to first home buyers and that's nothing new really. They do that every budget. It's going to be more an indirect approach to try and increase the household budgets, whether that's being in the form of tax cuts Or, um, you know, in the form of other grants and and subsidies in other aspects, whether it's electricity or whether it's food costs or something along the lines with big businesses so that they can pass down the savings to households. It will be more of that indirect approach as opposed to like targeted specifically to buyers and investors.
1: All right, well, let's turn to your report this morning. Five selection criteria were used to select the top 10 regional areas. So talk to that, particularly around the affordability.
2: What we did was we put these selection criteria to every single local government area or local council in Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria and Tasmania. The first criteria is affordability. We wanted to make sure that um, the median house price of the local area is much less than the capital city that is relevant to that area. What we did was we took the state average home loan, which is the amount that banks are comfortable in lending people in Queensland to make sure that they're not in a state of mortgage stress. We assumed that people would put on, you know, 20% deposit as opposed to 5% or 2%. So what we did was state average loan plus 20% and that became kind of the maximum price for that particular state. And so we wanted to make sure that from an affordability perspective, the local government area has a median house price that is below the state average loan plus 20%. So that's from affordability. The reason why we did that was, of course, we just wanted, we're very knowledgeable about cash rates and how it's impacting the property market. So that's why we did that affordability measure.
1: And what about property trends to ensure statistical reliability? I think you had the criteria, they must have 20 transactions or more in 2021 and 2022.
2: Yes, um, a lot of the local government areas do have less than 20 transactions, believe it or not. The smaller local councils only have 10 or 15. So we wanted to make sure that it is more than that. Um, We chose councils that had like hundreds and thousands of sales in the past year, just to make sure that we have that statistical reliability. And we also wanted to make sure that the area has positive median house price growth in the past 12 months, because it's an area that is growing and people can invest in it.
1: And what about investment to ensure conducive investment opportunities? How did all of that sort of shape up in the report?
2: Well, as an investor, there's two things that you want. You want the highest rental return and you also want the lowest vacancy rates because a lower vacancy rate means that your property will be filled or will be occupied much quicker. So, we made sure that each of these local councils have a higher rental yield than the capital city. So, whichever is relevant, whether it's Sydney, Melbourne um, or Hobart or Brisbane, and also a lower vacancy rate compared to the capital city. So basically these places have a higher rental return and a lower um, vacancy rate as possible.
1: All right. So we will catch you back again in a couple of days time just to carry on with this report because there is quite a lot to it. Uh, Asti, have yourself a fantastic Friday, a great weekend, and we'll talk soon.
0: Thank you so much. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia, the Real Estate Podcast.